welcome to podcast number 198 of Quality Christian Living. I am your host, David Friend. The series we're on has to deal with faith. And so today, let me give you the title because it's something that is we can learn from and grow from, but it has to do with the topic, how to never lack faith. So I know all of us at times in our life have been a little weak in our faith or been strong in our faith, but I want to get into something that'll help us to understand that we can walk in powerful faith all the time and have God's presence in our life. So with that, let's pray and ask for the Holy Spirit's anointing. Heavenly Father, we come to you now and ask for your divine touch in this podcast and ask for the Holy Spirit to come quickly and take over and take charge. I surrender to you and submit to you all the things that we've done to prepare for this podcast today. Lord, as we take on the topic of how to never lack faith, I know there's challenges in our life, and I know that people out there feel strong at times, and other times maybe not quite as strong. But today, Lord, we're going to learn something from your word. We're going to see how we can be strong in our faith and never lack the faith that we need So, Lord, take control, take charge, and do what you need to do, Father, to break through. And I pray that we would all open up our hearts and our minds to receive from you this day. And I thank you for it. And we'll never be the same, Father, after this message when it comes to our understanding of faith. And I'll give you praise for it now. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Let me start off by asking you a question. Have you ever wondered why some have great faith while others have little or what seems like no faith at all? Well, everyone has some faith because God's Word tells us that we receive a measure of faith. You know, in my opinion, it is because the reason I believe that we lack faith sometimes is because we lack an understanding of God's Word concerning faith. Let's see how we can never lack faith. In prior podcasts, I have addressed the scripture, Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1, where it says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. That's a very important scripture to use in any teaching or any type of scripture plant training that we need that we've got to understand that that is the foundation of our faith understands that faith is a substance and it's those things that we hope for and the evidence so with that we we've got to have that in our heart first before we can move on now i went into detail in that particular podcast about faith having substance and 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 it it has evidence Those podcasts were produced to help us grow in our understanding of faith. If you'd like to listen to those, all you have to do is pull up my podcast and go back just a few sessions, somewhere in the mid-190s, and you'll see the teaching, one on evidence and one on substance, and I hope it'll be a blessing to you. Now, in order to have stronger faith and never lack it, we must always look to God's word for greater knowledge of faith. So let's read James chapter 1 and verse number 5. I think it's really an important scripture that we get into our heart and into our mind before we get into this teaching on never lacking faith. This is James chapter 1 and verse 5 in the New Living Translation. If you need wisdom, ask our generous God, and he will give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking. Now, see, that's important. Some people think they don't want to ask a question because we're going to be feel silly or feel uncomfortable. You know, that happens in classrooms. I know when I was in school, in high school and in college, a lot of people wouldn't raise their hand to ask the professor a question, but and maybe that professor wasn't the kind of person who would respond to you very well. But God is telling us in his word that he'll not rebuke us if we're asking him for things. And then in verse six, James says, but when you ask him, 
Be sure that your faith is in God alone. Do not waver, for a person with divided loyalty is as unsettled as a wave of the sea that is blown and tossed by the wind. Such people should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Their loyalty is divided between God and the world, and they are unstable in everything they do. So here we're being told that if we lack wisdom, go to God. Go directly to God. Ask Him, seek Him, and He will give us the answer to our question. How do we go directly to God? We pray, we get God's word out and we read it and study it. And we also go get good counsel and good advice from other Christian people that we know or a pastor or a dear friend who's a believer and they'll give us direction and help when we have questions about our faith. I want to reflect on that scripture again. You see that that passage tells us, it also it tells me that there's nothing wrong with seeking wisdom, with asking questions, but there is something wrong with not asking God for wisdom and understanding. When we think about it, we are born without any knowledge or wisdom or any understanding of any type. But we gain knowledge, understanding, and wisdom when we seek them. So we must all seek faith through prayer and God's word and counsel. We need to believe we are able in Christ to never lack faith. We've got to get that down first. Before we get into this teaching any further, we've got to sit and say, Lord, can I accomplish it? Is it possible? Yes, it is possible because all things are possible with God. And he's brought you to this teaching to receive something that will help you. And he's given me directions and instructions on helping my faith that it will I'll never lack faith for the things that I need to have faith for. And so we can all have that. So let's just believe that will happen to each one of us. You see, the disciples were never shy in asking Jesus for understanding. Now listen to this. In my research, I discovered that his disciples asked Jesus 100 183 questions about various issues. Jesus answered only three of them directly. Listen to that. 183 questions they asked him, and he only directly answered them three times on three questions. The other 180, he he explained to them the answer through his teachings and through his wisdom and his advice. Because in his teachings, Jesus gave them and all of us the understanding we will ever need as we go through our life. On the topic of faith, Jesus often gave an example of faith. One example is found in Matthew chapter 8, and let me read that to you. I'm reading in Matthew chapter 8 and verse 8 in the New Living Translation. Now, let's let's back up a little bit and read verse 6 first before we get into that. This is Matthew chapter 8. It has to do about the faith of a Roman officer. There was a a leader who basically in verse 6 says, Lord, my young servant lies in bed paralyzed and in terrible pain. In verse 7, Jesus said, well, then I'll come and heal him. Then in verse 8, listen to this. But the officer said, Lord, I'm not worthy to have you come into my house. Just say the word from where you are and my servants will be healed. See, there's the powerful statement he made. That was his act of faith. He did not lack faith for this. He told Jesus, you don't need to go to my house. There's no reason for that. I don't, I'm not worthy of that. All you have to do is just speak the word and I'll be healed. That is an act of faith that is so powerful because Jesus said in verse number 10, he says, when Jesus heard this, that, that statement, that soldier said, he was amazed. Turning to those who were following him, Jesus said, I tell you the truth, I haven't seen faith like this in all Israel. So here, Jesus is looking at a situation where a man needed to have faith for his servant. And the man just said, don't worry about going there. I'm not worthy for you to come there. But if you'll just simply speak the word, I know he'll be healed. That's how we need to approach prayer. That's how we need to approach praying for other people. We know that Jesus doesn't have to show up in a special way. We know that we don't have to have anybody special pray with us or anyone, you know, that 
we build feels a person that really knows how to pray, we can just go directly to God and ask him for that healing touch and have faith to believe and not lack any faith in that. Now, I want to move into another verse in Matthew. It's found in Matthew chapter 17 and verse number 20. Remember, this is where Jesus was helping his disciples understand how to have faith and never how to never lack in faith. Uh, his disciples were basically trying to pray for a demon-possessed boy, and they just couldn't figure it out. And in verse number 19 of chapter 17 in Matthew, the disciples basically said, Jesus, why can't we cast out that demon? What's the problem? They're saying, we don't understand what this is. And Jesus said in verse 20, he says, you don't have enough faith. Jesus told them, I tell you the truth. If you had faith, even as small as a mustard seed, you could say to this mountain, move from here to there and it would move. Nothing would be impossible. You see, Jesus is directly answering that question for these men because his disciples had questions about their faith. So don't feel bad if you have questions about your faith. Don't feel bad if sometimes it tends to waver a little bit or maybe it's not as strong as you'd like to be or maybe you're not as confident as you'd like to be in your faith in God to pray and to believe for things. But just believe that God wants to take us to a place where we will not lack faith at any time in our life. Now let's look at God's word for additional help on answering the question, how to never lack faith. As we go through a few scriptures, remember that God is more interested in the questions of his followers than his followers are interested in asking him questions. You hear what I just said? God is always ready to hear from us. But many times we don't express ourselves or we don't seek him or we don't pray or we don't get into his word and read his word. God wants us to ask questions and he's ready to answer them. So therefore, let's not grow weary and let's be sure and seek the answers to our questions when it comes to faith. You see, our faith comes from the knowledge we have from God's word. Faith increases knowledge while knowledge increases our faith. You see, they They feed each other. Faith and knowledge actually feed each other and they increase each other and they help each other. So you can't have one without the other. And so let's always move forward to increase our faith. And we can do that by gaining knowledge in God's word. Now, following are several reasons that we may lack faith. And I believe the answers to how we can avoid that and we can always have faith in our life. Let me give you several that I've I've come up with. Number one, I believe in order to have solid faith, consistent faith, we need to read about the lives of men and women of faith. Now, some of my favorites are Smith Wigglesworth. He was a great evangelist and had an incredible healing ministry, and he was known as a man of faith. He preached and taught all over the world, and he's written a number of books. So if you'd like to get information on Smith Wigglesworth, He was a plumber at the age of 48 who went into full-time ministry and literally had one of the most outstanding and evangelical healing ministries that has ever been recorded. Another man that is a great man of faith is Dr. Cho. He's since passed away. Of course, Smith Wigglesworth passed away many years ago. But Dr. Cho was the pastor of the world's largest church in Seoul, Korea. I was blessed to get to go to Seoul, Korea. My wife and I were. And we went to a conference there on prayer and on leadership and got to have dinner a couple of times with Dr. Cho. He was an amazing man of faith. He was a very powerful man. Matter of fact, he was Korean, but he was like six foot three. He was a big guy, which was unusual because most of the Koreans were nowhere near that height. But not just his stature, but his faith, the strength of his faith. He built a church that grew to the point that when we were there, they had 750,000 members attending church. On Sunday, they would have six or seven services and thirty-five or 36,000 people would attend each individual service. 
He would call for a prayer meeting in Seoul, Korea, and a million people would show up out in the streets and have a great prayer meeting. You see, he believed in prayer. His goal in life was to teach people how to pray and also to teach people to have great faith. And his biggest challenge that he faced was trying to restore, build relationships between Japan and Korea because they were always fighting with each other over the centuries. And that was one of his goals was to build a relationship between the two. But he built a great church, but he was known as a man of faith. And Dr. Cho, if you just want to look him up, he's got many books he's written, a very powerful man. A lady I'd like to mention was Catherine Kuhlman. She was born in 1907 and passed away in 1976. She was an American evangelist, and she's best known as a faith healer who hosted healing services. She was a wonderful woman of God, incredible anointing upon her life, and she taught in faith and helped people understand that they can walk in faith. So those are some suggestions on people that you might want to look into if you'd like to read about other people of faith. Let me give you another reason that we can live in faith and never lack faith. It's to be faithful to your church. Now, we're going to get into reading a couple scriptures here. I think that'll be very helpful in understanding how that relates to having faith. In Hebrews chapter 10, there's a wonderful teaching on perseverance and in in maintaining a good relationship with God and with each other. And the writer here in Hebrews chapter 10 in the New Living Translation, verse 23, says these words, Let us hold tightly without wavering to the hope we affirm, for God can be trusted to keep his promise. Let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. And verse 25, one of the most important verses in this, And let us not neglect our meetings together, as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. The author is writing here and telling us that we need to gather together as believers. We must never try to walk alone to have great faith. Here we're hearing in the Word of God advice about us being together. We need to assemble ourselves together. That means go to church. Now, assembling is more than just church. It also has to do with meeting in people's homes, in small groups, to get together for teaching and Bible studies and have prayer meetings, those types of things. Anything that we can do to get together would be beneficial, will be very beneficial to us in building our faith and maintaining strong faith. Now, the devil wants us to be alone. We're more vulnerable when we are alone. It says in 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse 8, in the New Living Translation, it says here, Stay alert, watch out for your great enemy, the devil. He prowls around like a roaring lion, looking for someone to devour. It says in verse 9, Stand firm against him and be strong in your faith. Remember that your Christian brothers and sisters all over the world are going through the same kind of suffering you are. You see, God wants us to get together. He wants us to stay together. He wants us to build our faith together. And we will not lack for faith if we stay united to the people of God. And if we stay alert, that's what the warning said in First Peter, stay alert to the devil because he's trying to take us out. But if we want to be strong in our faith and never lack for faith, then we need to build our faith through God's word, through prayer, and then assembling ourselves together in a local church. The Apostle Paul wrote about that in First Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 11. Listen to these words. So encourage each other and build each other up just as you are already doing. Now, he knew that they were doing this, but he wanted to encourage them to continue doing it. 
And it's so important in our walk with God. We need to associate with other believers. I believe strongly in the local church. I believe the problem that America has today, the greatest problem that America has today is that the people are not gathering together in church like they should have like they should be doing. When this nation was founded, the church was the focal of everything that was taking place. The people gathered together. They heard from their pastor. The pastor gave them instructions and direction from God's word on how we should build this nation. And over the decades that have followed, what's happened is that people are attending church less and less. It's said today that in America today, that Christians only go to church about one time a month. When I grew up as a little boy, we went to church every single Sunday. And then when I got saved, my wife and I became Christians. We we received Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. We took our family to church two to three times a week. We would go on Sunday morning, on Sunday night, on Wednesday night. Not because we were forced to, not was because it was a legalistic type thing that we were told we had to do, but it's because we wanted to be in the house of God. We wanted to be around other Christians because we wanted to build our faith. We wouldn't understand what it was like to be part of the family of God. And so if you're not attending a local church, that's making you're making a big mistake. You need to find a good church that preaches the word of God and a good pastor who believes in, in salvation. He believes in leading people to Jesus. He believes the word of God is true. He believes in the gifts and the power of the spirit of God. And if you do that, then get in there and become faithful there. Be workers in that church and help others in that church, and it will help build and help you maintain your faith. I guess you could say that spoken like a pastor would. I mean, what would, else would you expect from me, being a pastor for 20 years, being a Christian now for over 50 years, and that I know, I can tell you, I know that my faith has grown by being around other believers and being in a good local church. Let me read you another reason I think that'll help us never to lack faith in our life. It's found in Hebrews chapter 11 and verse number six. I'm reading out of the New Living Translation. It is impossible to please God without faith. Anyone who wants to come to him must believe that God exists and that he rewards those who sincerely seek him. So we've got to seek God if we want to maintain our faith and never lose faith or never lack the faith that we need. We've got to be faithful to God and we've got to seek him because it says that God is rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Here's another example of how we can never lack faith. Let's try to envision the results that you want before they actually happen. Such as when you wanted to drive a car, didn't you kind of picture yourself getting behind the seat of the car? I know as a little kid, I'd go out and sit behind the seat of the car when I was maybe six or seven or eight years old. My dad would be there and I'd sit there and I'd grab a hold of the steering wheel. I couldn't see over the dash, couldn't reach the pedals, but I kind of pictured myself driving that car. So I kind of envisioned the result of what I wanted. And one day it happened and I grew up and I became old enough to drive and I was able to drive my own car. But I could see that happening before it actually did. The same thing about going like to a Disneyland and envision yourself getting on a ride that you enjoy. As a little kid, I really enjoyed going to Disneyland. I liked to ride the various rides all over the park. And when we did, when we went, I could basically tell you what it was going to be like being on that ride before I got on it because I was thinking and envisioning and expecting the results of what I wanted before it happened. We've got to learn how to do that. And there's a wonderful teaching in the Word of God where Jesus is talking to Thomas. Everyone knows doubting Thomas and that he had the biggest problem with dealing with accepting the fact that Jesus had been resurrected from the dead. So then in chapter 20 of John, in the New Living Translation, there's a story about Jesus appears to Thomas. And they're talking through here back and forth. And Thomas is telling the disciples, well, I'm not going to believe it until I see him, until I touch his hands. And then Jesus then shows up in the room and and 
they're all the disciples are all together and then jesus shows up in verse 27 of chapter 20 and he said to thomas put your finger here and look at my hands put your hand into my wound on my side don't be faithless any longer you can believe verse 28 thomas said my lord and my god then in 29 verse 29 jesus told him you believe because you have seen me blessed are those who believe without seeing me so a way to have greater faith is to believe without seeing the answer to your need or to the need of someone else i love the teaching found in the the book of romans where the apostle paul teaches about abraham and sarah how they were dead their womb his her womb was dead and he wasn't able to to help her produce a child and and god spoke to abraham and says i'm going to bring forth life where there is no life and then paul tells us in in the book of romans in chapter 4 and verse 17 and he says i want you to learn how to call forth those things that are not as though that they were like like abraham did and in that teaching he's talking about faith he's talking about believing for something to happen before it has actually happened. And so one of the reasons that we can never lack for faith is to believe that even if we can't see it, if we can't even if we can't hold it, if we don't even if we don't see the healing right now, we can still believe for it and trust God for it because Jesus said, "Blessed are those who believe without seeing." So if to maintain your faith and never lose faith or never have a lack for faith, you've got to believe it before you see it and then watch it come to pass. I believe that. And in fact, I believe it so much I wrote a book on it. I wrote a book entitled Receive Everything from What We Call Nothing. I'll probably mention at the end of this podcast, but that book talks about living life, anticipating the answers to your prayer before they even happen and believing that they're there and they're gonna they're going to happen and you call it forth even though you can't see it. All right, let me give you another thought or another reason I think that will help us to never lack for faith. Think about positive things, good things, and live with hope. If we can just change our thought life and our our desire and our anticipation to see good things happen in our life, we will have come a long way in our faith. You know, I can't make a comment about thinking positively without mentioning Philippians chapter 4, one of my favorite scriptures the Apostle Paul wrote. And I'm reading in the New Living Translations, Philippians chapter 4 and verse number 8. He says, And now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about these things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Keep putting into practice all that you've learned. You see, it's important that we understand that we are positive people. We are encouraging people. I'm not talking about the power of positive thinking. I'm talking about positive relationship with God and thinking on the things that are godly and righteous. And God will bless that and that will increase our faith. Allow me to give you just one more little reason that we can make sure that we never lack for faith. It's found in Proverbs chapter 3 and verse number 1 in the New Living Translation. My child, never forget the things I have taught you. Store my commands in your heart. If you do this, you will live many years and your life will be satisfied. You see, we've got to learn these things and then keep it in our heart. Believe it, it's real. Accept the teachings of God. Understand that our faith can grow and understand that we don't have to walk around with people of little faith or no faith at all. And we can never lack for faith if we do what God's word tells us what we should do. Now in closing, when we sometimes think of the faith that we do not have, we must change our thinking to things that we do have because the blessings that we have come from God. Remember, God is our source for every good and perfect blessing that we have ever received. We must never forget our faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. We must never say that we do not have any faith or that we have doubt or questions or we have fear. We all experience faith 
every day we live, every single day that we live, by faith, we basically, you know, by faith can push the brake pedal on our car knowing that it'll stop the automobile. By faith, we sit in a chair and believe that it'll hold us up. By faith, we take a step and believe it will hold up our entire body as we take each step. Now, I realize these types of faith are so common that we take them for granted. Well, let's, let me just suggest something, that when we pray for a need, we must, by faith, believe our prayers will be answered, that that sickness in our body will be healed, that the need that someone has will be met, that the finances that we need will come forth. We must, must believe for those things and have faith to believe and never lack in our faith. Now, I know this is a big challenge, and some of you are saying, boy, that's pretty heavy stuff because of all the trials we go through. Just because we go through a trial doesn't mean that we lose our faith. Just because we don't get an answer to prayer at times doesn't mean that we will lose our faith. It's not showing weakness in our faith if the answer is not there. It's just showing weakness in faith when we don't pray, when we don't believe, when we don't trust, when we don't extend ourselves to help other people, to pray for other people, and to believe for our needs to be met. So I hope this has been a blessing. At times, I believe I've repeated a couple things, but I think it's important to do that because sometimes the only way that we learn is to repeat certain things. So with that, I'm going to pray for you and believe that God's got something very special in your life when it comes to walking in faith. Heavenly Father, I thank you for those who've listened in today. I pray a blessing upon them. For those who struggle with their faith, Lord, I ask you to bless them. I pray that they'll be encouraged as they go to church and get around other believers. They'll be encouraged as they read your word. They'll be encouraged when they listen to this podcast and other podcasts on faith. And I pray, Lord, that they would be blessed in all that they do. I pray, Lord, that faith would grow in your followers. And I pray, Lord, as our faith grows, Lord, we shouldn't be arrogant about it, Lord, or be boastful about it, but we should be humble with it, Father, and give you all the glory and all the praise for it. I pray a special blessing of faith upon those who are listening in, and I thank you, Lord, that they've taken the time to listen to this podcast, and I pray that they'll be blessed in all that they do, and I'll thank you for it in advance, because I'm going to hear great reports of answers to prayer, of great faith, and peace people who've learned they don't have to lack for faith at any time in their life, regardless of their circumstances, regardless of the trials they go through. And I'll be careful to give you all the praise for it and the glory now. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, I hope this has been a blessing to you and worthwhile. If you'd like to learn more about the teachings in Quality Christian Living, you can go to my webpage at davidcfriendauthor.com. And when you'll get there, you'll see a link button to all the podcasts that we've done on Quality Christian Living. And the topics that we've covered are numerous. This past week, I was asked to send someone a list of all the topics that we've discussed in our podcast. Well, there's 198 podcasts in there. And if you link press that link on my webpage, you'll be able to go directly to any of them. You'll see series on how to handle life, how to handle our dreams and to dream again, how to deal with veteran issues, how what prosperity is in our life, what spiritual prosperity and, pro- and financial prosperity are. There's teachings on the Holy Spirit, on miracles, that God is our source. There's teaching there on making good decisions. I did a series on God's generosity, what's in it for us. I did a series on faith to receive from God, on financial prosperity, on finances need prayer, on how to get out of debt, and it just goes on and on. So I hope that you'll be blessed if you would like to look at those podcasts. There's certainly a great number of them there, and I hope they'll be a blessing to you. In addition to that, when you get to my webpage, you'll see 
the number a number of books there on it that refer to topics I've written on subjects on finances, on generosity, on faith, and on the, even books on veterans' needs and the issues that they face. So I hope that those will be a blessing to you as you look them up. I pray the Lord will uh, would richly bless you in it. We're going to be continuing our teaching in the area of faith at least for a little while. And my next podcast, I've got a title and a few things written, but I have not really spent a lot of time yet working on the next podcast. But the title, I believe, is going to be Why Faith is the Breakthrough in Our Prayer Life. And so we'll talk about how to have great breakthroughs. And I believe God's going to bless that. And I hope that you'll tell your friends and relatives that we're teaching on a series on faith and it has been a blessing to you in your life. So with that, if you'd like to get additional information about my podcast, you can always subscribe to my podcast at cpnshows.com or wherever you listen to your podcast. Well, we're going to have a great time in the Lord as we continue this series on faith. And also, I just want to give you a few closing words. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you and may he be gracious to you and give you peace. Now, may you prosper and be in good health, even as your soul prospers. So until next time, I pray that God will richly bless you, that your faith will grow, and you'll never lack for faith in your life. So Lord, bless each one that's here, Father. Thank you for this time. And I want to thank each and every one of you for listening to Quality Christian Living in our series on faith.